You know, it's become obvious to me that there's a trend uh, in the media to disparage everything that the president does, regardless of what it is. And I think that's pretty obvious to, to everybody. Uh, some don't care because he's not their guy, and others care deeply because they feel as though their opinion is being maligned by the elite and so forth. But there was an interesting trend before the lockdowns in the media to discredit the economy by saying that the stock market doesn't work for us. Of course, whatever for us means, they're generally referring to the people who aren't invested in the market. This is the lower 50%, you know, the people on government assistance, uh, those that work paycheck to paycheck, people who simply don't have enough to invest in the market. And so their claim is that the market, the stock market doesn't matter. It just Google search it quickly and you'll see a ton of articles uh, from the Washington Post, the New York Times, even CNBC got on this train. And this was, you can look at the dates of the articles and they're all before this COVID lockdown and protests and all of that. And no doubt when the economy does come back, they'll start up again. Um, if Trump is elected, if not, you will, if Biden wins, you know, you'll see a lot of this, this trend disappear. But from a financial sense, is there some truth to this? You know, an old mentor of mine said that the stock market's for two people. Rich people, it's for them to park money. And for everybody else, it's for poor people to think that they're rich. Well, I'm not sure now that I totally agree with that statement because I do think people can make money in the market. I certainly am not somebody who believes that the only strategy should be in the market. And I think one of the biggest and most obvious reasons for this is due to the fact that really since the 1990s, around the turn of the, right around the dot-com bubble, you started to see a lot of the practices that had started in the 1960s around speculation take hold, where investing in the stock market really shifted from an objective to gain dividends from based on profitable companies to speculations that maybe you could get somebody to buy the stock at a higher price, not necessarily based on company uh, profitability, but more so on the idea of what the company provides. And now this has gotten to the point where you have companies that aren't even turning a profit that are public and are heavily invested in. Uh, Peloton was one of them. Um, Uber is a famous one. Lyft, similarly. And the idea is that eventually these companies are going to take over the taxi cab business or the uh, exercise bike business, and you want to get them on them early. Like uh, you see ads from The Motley Fool, for instance, that says, oh, I wish, you know, when The Motley Fool recommended Amazon or Netflix that I had bought those, I would have made so much money. It's it, That attitude has taken over in the stock market over, let's buy a blue chip stock and hold it, get dividends from it, and over a long period of time, uh, make our money that way. Of course, by paying dividends and getting to the point where you're making a substantial amount through dividends, you've really got to already have some money. 
So with the lower bar now set in the stock market, uh, you could even argue that you saw it in the 80s. I can't believe I forgot this example with penny stocks. So what this creates in speculation is that you start to see these bubbles appear because the company may not actually have that value when it comes to uh, the market, when it comes to their actual profitability and the ability of what they're selling to disrupt the market. And this in turn leads to too many people investing in them in that stock that becomes overvalued and just naturally is going to crash. And then that crash hurts the long-term investors um, as the as it pushes the S&P 500 into the negatives. And this increases the likelihood of a crash. And as we've been over, crashes really hurt uh, the long-term investors in the sense that if we take into opportunity cost and compound interest into effect, the average number of crashes can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars over the lifetime of an account. So when a crash happens, even if somebody's able to keep their job or their, or their company does well, because of the interconnectedness of the stock market, it's going to create a situation in which the owner of the account is going to have to put in a lot more money into the account just to keep it stable, just to uh, make sure that there, there's money in there, and, and hopefully with that principle slowly earn it back over time, while the people who are making more money um, and making that money back are, are speculating. You can see this now too with uh, this COVID-19 where people are betting on the market rebounding. You can see it where people are um, speculating that companies like Delta and Southwest and Carnival and all these travel agencies and Las Vegas casinos and whatever other conglomerates are on the open market that you're going to see a lot of co a lot of people, even though the company's profits aren't there and they're not going to be there for this year, maybe into next year, but people are speculating that with the lockdowns lifted, there's going to be this rush of action into these seemingly safe companies. You know, you, you it's not the same as investing in uh, WeWork or AOL or Netscape or something like that, where by investing in companies that were traditionally closer to blue chips, like Delta, like Southwest, you hopefully get a better gain in speculation, but it's the same principle, that if it doesn't happen, you could see actually a second crash, and then it would hurt people who have started to make their money back in their qualified plans or wherever their money is if it's heavily in the market. Again, if they're using the stock market as the basis for their investments, that's going to hurt them significantly down the road. And the attitude around the stock market, I believe, should probably change. Again, I'm not somebody, I'm somebody who speaks up when people are all about the stock market so that they know the true risk of investing in the stock market and that it isn't what you see in the movies where somebody starts off with five bucks and they end up with a hundred thousand. Sure, maybe it, it, it can happen for a select few or somebody gets lucky, but, um, but for the vast majority of people, when you compound it out over time, the growth is not nearly as substantial as the movies make you think. And maybe it impresses somebody when you say you're invested in the stock market, but, but when we 
take a real deep dive at the mechanics of the market, does it really work out the way that it's advertised to? Again, I don't hate the stock market. I think it's great for people who have made their money. It's a great place to put their money, earn dividends, um, and maybe earn money that they can afford to lose completely and, and also help stimulate the economy. So I'm not against the stock market, and it's a great marvel of modern finance. But things like this are why I don't believe it should be the basis for a retirement plan. 